Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. Welcome, everybody, to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. It's your host here, Heidi Fang. And today, my guest, Miles Simmons, joins me from Pro Football Talk. We are at the NFL owners meetings in Palm Beach, Florida, and we're going to discuss all of that for you. But just a reminder, we are brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today. All right. So let's get into here, Miles. We are at this beautiful hotel, the Breakers. Well, we aren't there, but we got to. We don't have to tell them that. The facilities. We're not staying there because we that, that's crazy. Expensive. So it's a little over budget. Yes. For both budget. Uh, the RJ and for NBC. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> At least it, for the likes of me. Do you yeah. know what the room rate was going for there, by the way? It's one of those hotels where if you have to ask, you probably can't afford it. You know what I mean, Heidi? Like these people are coming up in S5s. You know, they're coming up in Range Rovers. There was like they're a getting yacht let parking off. lot. Yes. Yeah, they're getting let off by suburbans, you know, so like this is that's one of those places. So it, it it's up there, but it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it is. And we got to enjoy it while we were here at the NFL owners meetings, the annual meeting. First time that it was able to take place since COVID, um, you know, the pandemic hit and all these events were shut down. First time they got to have their annual uh, get together. It was on the beach. It was like really beautiful. Uh, lots of things there to enjoy. What was your favorite moment so far of this week, Miles? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I I thought it was great just to kind of see everybody again. I mean, first of all, like I, cause I wasn't at the combine and you got some of that at the Super Bowl, but in this environment where it's really just low stress, no pressure, all of that, like that's really cool. And frankly, I like going around to different press conferences of different head coaches because you just get more of a flavor of the entire league than you get. Um, when it's just in your home market. I mean, like I mean, now living in LA, you know, the Rams and the Chargers are there. I can see Sean McVay, Brandon Staley, whatever. But when you get to see somebody like a Josh McDaniels, you get to see Kyle Shanahan, Pete Carroll, right? You're going around Kevin Stefanski, and he obviously has some questions to answer about Sean Watson, Mike McDaniels. I just, I like having all of those guys all in one place. And it's just interesting to me to hear what they're what they say about the way their off seasons have gone so far, what they want out of the rest of it, how they plan to use different pieces of their personnel, especially those new coaches. I just I, I love that everybody's here in, in the same place. I agree. Plus, like I, you know, like you said, got to see a lot of these guys in person for the first time. Like it, you see the photos, but it, you know, some people doesn't do them justice. Or when you see them, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Now you can yes. actually put the face to the the person. And it's sometimes it's a little different when you see them in person than it is when you see all these things online. Today, though, <laughs> today Roger Goodell gave his address. Uh, meetings wrapped up. Um, few things changing here in the NFL, one of them, particularly the overtime rule, as everybody remembers from chiefs and bills uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, overtime, it was a game of the ages. And then 
the way it came to an end was I think unsettling for enough people that obviously the NFL listened to whether it was the fan base, whether it was the coaches, whether it was the bills fans and you know, everything that happens in Buffalo, especially with the changes that they've got going on there, looking for Mm -hmm. a new stadium and all of that. Like what did you think of the, the new rule that in the postseason only everyone gets the chance to touch the ball? I think it's okay. I mean, I I was never that big into like, oh my gosh, we have to make sure everybody touches the ball. Because for me, I'm still like, there are three phases of the game, right? Defense still matters. And if everybody's going to say, well, defense wins championships, then it's like, okay, well, like defense should be able to win you an overtime game too. And not Patrick Mahomes rip one on you, right? Right. Well, that's what the Bengals (laughs) did. You know what I mean? Like the, the Bengals literally did that. I, and I understand that Bill's Chiefs was a totally different type of game. And it's one of the greatest games we've ever seen. And I, I, I get it. I, I do. I, and I, I like that it's just for the postseason. I don't think we need to do that for every single regular season game because, and Kyle, this is something that Kyle Shanahan was talking about in his media availability um, on Tuesday. It's that the more you extend these games, the more that affects the next week. All right, so if you're talking about in the regular season and say somebody plays a game through basically all overtime, you're almost taking up all 10 minutes, almost ends in the tie, maybe it does end in the tie. That's going to affect the team for the next week. It just does. I mean, it's honestly, it's probably one of the things that affected the Raiders going to Cincinnati for the first game of the postseason that happened on that Saturday after you play the last game of the regular season on Sunday night. And it Mm -hmm. basically takes an entire extra overtime period. So you can't tell me that doesn't affect things. Um, So I, I get it. Like I said, I, I understand, you know, we have to be more fair, especially because all rules basically are tailored toward offenses at this point, but at the same time, it's like, I don't, I don't fear sudden death as, um, as Mike Tomlin said this week too. (laughs) Let's get into some of those media availabilities. You were roaming all over and all around you. That's what you do. Pro football talk again, Miles Simmons, you get to go and you get to listen to pretty much anybody from the 32 teams that suits what you need to talk about. Um, with the Raiders, particularly since this is a Raiders podcast, um, we got to hear about the acquisition of Devonte Adams. How big is that for this Raiders team to have a guy like Devonte Adams now lining up with Derek Carr his old college teammate? I, I really think it's huge. And, you know, early on in Derek Carr's career, he had Amari Cooper and those two guys had a pretty solid connection. And I think we all know that Amari Cooper is a real talented receiver, but Devonte Adams is one of the top five guys in the league and having a top five guy in the league at that position really, really changes your offense. And I think when you look at just how big of a percentage that Devonte Adams was, of the Green Bay offense, right? And now you put him in a group of skill players that also includes somebody like Darren Waller and somebody like Hunter Renfro. It makes it a lot easier for Devontae Adams to show what he can do because you can't just key in on Devontae Adams, right? Like that's one of the things that's really going to help Darren Waller because you can't just key in on him now, right? And I think, you know, we always call it third and Renfro. I know that, but it's not just going to be third and Renfro anymore. You know, you really have to have um, a good plan to stop all those guys. So I think it's great 
that Adams is there and that he also has that built-in chemistry already with Derek Carr. Now, granted, it's been years since those two played together, but you want to talk about built-in chemistry and how it helps you. I mean, look no further than Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, Mm -hmm. right? I like being college teammates. I really do think it means something once you get to the NFL and you already have that connection. Well, let's hear now from Raiders general manager, Dave Ziegler, who spoke all about how the Raiders acquired Devontae Adams for the 2022 season. At the beginning of that week, um, you know, again, like he was a free agent, you know, he did get tagged. Right. Right. But so like you're doing, you know, again, where we watch, like I mentioned at the beginning, while you pare it down, like we evaluate every free agent. Every single UFA, every single RFA, like that's a part of our process that starts in like October, you know, and so we evaluate all of these players and we have an idea of, you know, the talent level and the skill. And so, um, you know, once once we had an idea and, and, and for my job, just to go back, my job is to stay in contact with all the teams, like my group, you know, whether it's, you know, Dwayne Joseph, Champ Kelly, our pro scouts, we're constantly in touch with teams around the league who's available, where's a need, where's a surplus, you know, all those different things. That's just um, part of the scouting process. And so, you know, within that process, um, and you inquire about players too, you know what I mean? So you, you may ask, hey, is player, would you guys, is player X available, is player, you know, Z available? Those are, those are some of the typical conversations that you have as you just, as, as um, you work through your scouting process. And, and um, you know, to, kind of going through that process, it, you know, they're, that came to fruition that he may be available and uh, started to go down that, you know, go down that path. And then, you know. Was he an exclusive rights franchise tag or not where where you could have? You could, the way that he was is you could have put it on an offer sheet for him. Got it. Mm -hmm. And and if you, you agree to that, you lose two ones. Right. So there's, there's a trade-off for, you know, for doing that. Um, so and they could have always matched it. And then they could have matched it. Right. Yeah. Without going into to, into too much detail, there's a lot of I just say that like the pros and cons, like understanding when you're going to and this is for any trade, but understanding when you're going to acquire a player and you're going to give up draft picks, like what is the ramifications for that, right? Not just this coming year, but in future years too. Um, and so that was a huge part of the you know the consideration process. Um, at the end of the day, to add a player as talented as Devontae Adams is with like a long body of work, right? This isn't a player that's been good for two years. You know, this is a player that's been at the top of his game for a long time. And then when you learn about the player, um, you start to understand why he's been at the top of his game for a long time. Highly competitive, um, high level work ethic, um, just very dedicated to being great every day. Like practice, I mean, this guy, um, as the stories go, you know, this guy goes as hard as anybody on a day-to-day basis in practice. And so um, when you kind of, a great player, great person, great work ethic, you know, and then you're starting to weigh the picks. I mean, there's a lot of different conversations that go into it, but at the, at the end of the day, you know, we felt like adding that high caliber of a player and person to our organization was, you know, was worth the cost. How did you feel about the domino effect that it kind of created with Tyreek Hill? Yeah, um, I mean, I've read that that was part of it. I don't really know what what went into their decision-making process. I obviously am not in their building, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that was a, a how that impacted their decision. Um, not seeing Tyree kill twice, you know, 
twice a year, um, though he's still in the AFC, unfortunately, um, <laughs> is, uh, you know, there's, I guess there's nothing bad about not having to see him. He's a very talented player. So, um, you know, the Dolphins got a great player. And, yeah, it was interesting how that all went down. I know from a fan perspective and things like that, whether it was tied together, I mean, I, I'm not sure. If you're a fan of the AFC West, it's been exciting, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, no, it's exciting. You know, like I, I think from the fan perspective, I get it. I think it's exciting. And, and I think, um, you know, being in a, you know, being a, the NFL is highly competitive as is. And, you know, when you, in, in our conference, there's been a lot of uh, talented players, high profile players, I should say, right, that have been added. And um, again, that makes it, I guess I, that just kind of, you know, makes it even um, that more, that much more exciting, um, you know, and it's, um, you know you're going to have to gear up week in and week out. You know, Russell Wilson, talented player. Um, you know, the Chargers, I know, had, you know, had um, added some talented players in free agency. J.C. Jackson, who we had in New England and things like that. And so, yeah, it's exciting. Um, and it, it just, um, uh, again, I, I, don't, I don't know if it makes you any more focused, but, like, do you take notice? Yeah, you know, you take notice. The pe teams are getting better. You know, and, and, and that's who you're competing against. So I think it's something you take notice of for sure. All right. So there you hear Dave Ziegler, Raiders general manager. Miles, before we take a quick break, I just wanted to get your take on what he had to say there about the AFC West, the new incoming talent. What do you think Russell Wilson, for instance, does for the Broncos? Let's just talk about that one. <laughs> well, you know what's funny, Heidi? Like, I don't know that the Broncos are any better than the fourth best team in that division, even though they have Russell Wilson. I mean, look at what else everybody's done. I think people are sleeping on what the Raiders have done a little bit too, because you're adding somebody who's a top five wide receiver in Devontae Adams. And yes, there's still some issues that they got to work on on the OL. But you also added somebody in Chandler Jones who I think is one of the best edge defenders in the entire NFL. I think he's perennially underrated. You know, I, I covered the NFC West with the Rams for five years, so I'm used to seeing this guy, and I know how he can wreck people's day. And the fact that he's going to play under Patrick Graham again, I, I just think it's really, really good, man. I mean, this is the coach that he started his career with. If anybody knows how to best utilize him, it's going to be somebody like Patrick Graham. So I, I think there's a lot to be excited about with the Raiders. The Chargers have one of the two unquestioned elite quarterbacks in the division, right? Like that's what you have in Justin Herbert. And they've made some additions that I think will really help that defense if they stay healthy. All right, like Joey Bosa's got to stay healthy. Derwin James has got to stay healthy. Cleo Mack was injured for most of last season. He's got to stay healthy. So, and Sebastian Joseph Day, who I think is somebody that's going to be one of those real good, you know, kind of under the radar signings, because yeah. he played under Brandon Staley with the Rams um, and now is going to go down the 405 and play for him with the Chargers, basically. So, it, it's that's another one of those really good additions, but all those guys have got to stay healthy. Sebastian Joseph Day was hurt last year for the Rams too. Um, so you've got that in Kansas city until they don't have 15 and Andy Reed together. Like I, I'm still going to pick them to be one of the top teams in the division and at the top teams in the conference. So I, I, you, the question started with what does Russell Wilson do for the Broncos? Right. I mean, obviously he makes them significantly better than he, they would be with Julak. But do I think that they have a better roster top to bottom right now than the other three teams in the division? I, I don't know that I can say yes. 
Okay, right there. We're going to take a break. We're gonna, we come back. We will hear from Josh McDaniels as well. We'll talk a little bit about Derek Carr's contract extension, how that's working, and get more takes from Miles Simmons from Pro Football Talk. Stay tuned right here on the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Welcome back to the takeaways edition of the Vegas nation podcast. It's Heidi Fang. I'm joined with my good friend, Miles Simmons. We had tapas just before we did, we did this podcast. Uh, <laughs> we did not stay in the ambient ambiance of the, where were we? Avocado smash. The avocado grill. Was Avoc- that? Was it avocado grill, avocado something? Or uh, no, but they had avocado ice cream and I automatically thought about Tom Brady. Which yeah. Is an interesting cat. I don't know if he's in, a, is he really going to go to Miami? Just oh well not this year certainly not this year <laughs> yeah tom brady making things interesting because if he went to miami he could throw to tyree kill we haven't even gotten to that part of what Dave Ziegler said yet yeah well let's what get is, to it then what, what does that do <laughs> for that <laughs> for the afc West with um tyree kill out of the picture with the Chiefs and Marquez Valdez-Gantley, which is funny because you were talking about Devontae Adams and the shares and how much uh, of the receptions that he used yeah. to get in that team. You know, Marquez Valdez-Gantley was like a four catch, you know, maybe on a good day, 50 yeah. yard guy. They say he's fast. I don't know. I didn't see that much of him because there was a guy named Devontae Adams on the team. But what does it right. do to see Tyreek Hill out of the picture with the Chiefs? What does uh, I that mean, do? I know that this is a Raiders podcast, um, but I and I I like the Raiders. I respect the Raiders, but I also like and I also respect the Chiefs because I cover the entire National Football League. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. I honestly, as somebody who appreciates greatness and likes watching greatness, it makes me sad a little to see that Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are no longer going to be playing together. Right? Like, I understand that for this podcast audience, they could not give a flying fig. But like, I think it's just one of those things where it's like, man, throw your figs around. Yes. There you go. Um, But yeah, I I think it's, it's a shame, but like what I loved about what Tyreek Hill said when he was being introduced in Miami is like, yeah, you know, I was kind of about like going to the dolphins until I saw what they were willing to offer me in my contract. And then I was like, oh yeah, for that, I'll go play in Miami. You probably go play on the moon, right? <laughs> if you're giving okay. them that much money. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, it certainly does not make the Chiefs any better. It might make them a little less two-dimensional, if you will, in terms of their weapons with Hill and, and Kelsey. Um, but that's not a guy you can easily replace. So yeah. it, it's more or less you're banking on the fact that you have an elite QB and you have somebody who can elevate the different weapons that he's going to have around him. I mean, Travis Kelsey's still there. He's still one of the best tight ends in the league until yeah. his performance shows otherwise. Um, and Valdez Scantling's good. I mean, can he become like great in that offensive scheme? Maybe. I mean, if I trust anybody in the league to do that, it's Andy Reid. Um, but, you know, they decided that it's not worth it 
to pay a receiver that much money when you can get so many more shots at the dartboard with players and young players in the draft. And that's the challenge for Brett Beach. When you have one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the league, and he's being paid like it, you have to be able to restock the cupboard with players who can continue that, um, that championship level, that championship caliber performance that they've all had, right? And, and like I said, when you're ba- when you have a QB that good, it's easier to surround him with different guys, right? Everybody's looking for that kind of caliber QB, um, so that's what it does with Tyree Kill. Like, th- th- taking Tyree Kill of that offense does not make them any better, certainly, but I think that there are ways that they can make up for it with multiple players. Right here, because you've been mentioning quarterbacks, I'm going to play a little bit about what Josh McDaniel said regarding Derek Carr uh, in regards to the contract and working on a contract extension with him. And uh, he had some interesting words that I think had Raider Nation a little bit on its toes. Let's hear now from Josh McDaniels. I mean, I feel Derek's fit on the team is, is as a player is obviously – uh, you know what, what we're looking for and what we want to try to build around. I mean, look, I, you know, our relationship continues to uh, to grow personally. Uh, we we won't be able to do anything on the field here for a little bit, but you know that'll be a process. And I think ultimately, you know, you try to do what's best for the team. And I think both sides got to do what's best for you know. It, 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 when we get into those conversations with Derek. You know, Derek's going to have to make decisions about what's best for him. That's what each man's right is, and they should do that for their families. And at the same time, you know, we got to try to do what's right for the team. And uh, you know, there'll they'll be a sweet spot in there, hopefully, for everybody. And we'll be we'll be excited to go forward like that. All right, that was Josh McDaniels talking about Derek Carr's contract and finding the sweet spot. Uh, Miles, when it comes to these types of negotiations. What do you think that that means for the Raiders? Where are they stuck in coming to terms on some sort of agreement? What would be your prognosis on that, your assessment? Well, I, before they got Devontae Adams, I, I would have thought that part of it was trying to figure out whether the fit with the organization is still there. Right? You have a new head coach, you have a new GM, and this is not the first regime change that Derek Carr has gone through. Um, in his career. So that means that whenever that happens, sometimes you're just going all the way back to square one, right? But then the Raiders have gone out and they've done the things they've done. They've acquired somebody who is a top five receiver who has that built-in chemistry. And so I don't necessarily think it's a holdup of, oh my gosh, it's the years, it's this, it's that, it's the money. Frankly, it might be timing, Because when you think about when we see a lot of big quarterback deals struck, it's not for the team that they're already on, right? That will happen a lot of the time in June, July, August. So right now the Raiders, you know, are still trying to construct their first roster with Ziegler and with McDaniels. And I think over time, they're going to be able to kind of put the pieces together a little bit better. They'll figure out the money that they already have, that they have to allocate and all that. And then they can say, all right, here's, here's what we got. And I think that they're going to be able to work that out. I, I, you know, initially when Josh McDaniels is like, yeah, I mean, Derek Carr's our week one starter. You're like, is he, is he really though? But that's going to be the case when they go out and they trade for a guy like Adams. I mean, I don't think that there's any doubt about that. And I think the commitment that, the organization is showing to your quarterback by making a move like that, 
is going to make you say, yeah, this is a place that I want to be. You know, I, I, I might've had a little trepidation before, but this is where I want to be. And so I, I think it's a matter of when, not if Derek Carr and the Raiders are going to get this done. I, if you're a Derek Carr fan and Raider nation, I, I, I really wouldn't worry. As we start to wrap things up, I wanted to get into my uh, funny quote of the, the week. Oh boy. My favorite one. And it was <laughs> Dave Ziegler. He's basically seen every meme that's ever been made of him as the Raiders got off to a slow start in free agency. And we kind of talked to him about that because the, it, for a while, like you would look, I remember looking on pro football talk and I think they were grading all the moves for every team. And then it had Raiders incomplete. <laughs> so- well, of course it's incomplete. And like, I was on, I was on, um, I think I was on the radio in Vegas and they were asking like, well, what do we think of, like this is all this is just because they're not doing anything in the first couple of days. Like, what does it mean? What does it mean? And I said something to the effect of, I believe, real G's move in silence. And lo and behold, like a day or two later, like they trade for Devontae Adams. So it's like you can't you can't judge things off of the first couple of days of free agency. And at this point, I I know that people freak out, fans freak out. They're, that's what fans do. But yeah. like at this point, don't we all know? That if you're making the biggest splash in free agency on the first day, it's probably not going to be a signing that works out very well for you. Patience. The team building requires patience. And, and <laughs> you know, like don't, don't freak out just because the big signing of the day didn't go to your favorite team. Like they're, they're building something. They're trying to figure it out. I don't know. Well, as you look at it from if you're Mark Davis and you look at it from his shoes, how happy are you with your new hires of the GM and uh, the head coach, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler? Yeah, I I would be really happy right now. I mean, they've been aggressive and they have a clear vision for what they want to do. Right. Resigning Max Crosby to signing to an extension like that's huge. That's a pillar of your team that even though you didn't draft him, you see what he's done in the league. You see that he's been one of the most productive pass rushers in the league. You see that he's been the most productive pass rusher on this team for years. He's a team leader. Right? So you want to reward guys like that. But I think also when you say, okay, we have Crosby and Ngakwe, but Chandler Jones is on the market and we think he's better than Ngakwe. Like, let's see if we can trade Ngakwe and let's then bring in Chandler Jones and let's make this thing better. Like that to me is being aggressive, but in smart ways that have to do with football. It's not just bringing in a name because it's a name. It's bringing in somebody who, you know, who, you know, you're not just projecting what they could be in, in the scheme. You know exactly what he is in the scheme. Right? I, I love that kind of move because like I said, it, it's aggressive and it's not just saying, well, this worked before, so we can try to figure this out. It's no, no, no. Let's do something we know is going to work. And that I think that kind of shows you along with the Adams deal and things like that, that this team that they, that Ziegler and McDaniels have a real clear vision for what they want this team to look like. And I think you have to have that in order to be successful, especially early on in a tenure appreciate the time miles today. I enjoyed seeing you this week as much as I did having tapas, bringing you on the show, eating avocado ice cream. We didn't have avocado. We actually had some, we had key lime, lime pie. We had key lime pie. 
Yeah. Miles said it earlier in the day, and it was just I had to find a place that had key lime pie after that. It was it. Always. It was just I couldn't. I was fixated. Can't can't come to Florida and get that done. Yeah. What had happened? (laughs) Can't yeah. Can't come to Florida and not have key lime pie. No, 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 no. (laughs) And next time I'm gonna find. Uh, like some seafood i had i don't what i don't remember oh yeah i had empanadas mm-hmm. i can make empanadas so next time yes. i go out i'm gonna eat something i can't make <laughs> there you <laughs> go rules but uh miles again appreciate you so much tell everybody what you got coming out where you're on airwaves what you, you got you're everywhere i love well, it yeah uh, you can i mean you can see of course plenty of our clips of uh, our PFTPM and PFT live shows on profootballtalk.com and also on YouTube. But if you also want to stream the show live, you can do that on the Peacock Network, the Peacock streaming service, if you will. Uh, we do our shows Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern. That is 2 p.m. Pacific time there on Peacock. And I co-host on Wednesdays and Fridays. So I will be on there Friday afternoon. And say so that's why you're national because you can just rattle that off like nothing. I would have got lost somewhere after 2 p.m. on Friday. Like it would have been over, and I, I somebody have to write it down. I wouldn't know where to be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you say it enough times, you get used to it. True, true. You want me true. to close this one? I remember my Vegas Nation. Uh, <laughs> go for it. Close it out, man. All oh, right. God. Well, everybody, that is the latest edition of the Takeaways podcast here on the Vegas Nation uh, podcast network. For Heidi Thang, I'm Miles Simmons. Let's close it out there and keep it locked to VegasNation.com. And Heidi, please tell the people our sponsors. Yeah, that would be Coors Light as well as Station Casinos. Don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you find your podcast. (laughs) I love it. Great, great, great stuff. Again, Miles Simmons on the way out. Let's hear that clip from Dave Ziegler talking about the clown meme that he saw of himself. No, my my friends, my my friends sent me sent me the memes of like you know the Dave Ziegler with the clown face on, and uh, you know they 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 keep me the guys I grew up with keep me in check with 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 all that stuff. Um, A guy sleeping at the wheel of the car and stuff like that. Um, So, uh, um, all good stuff. Um, uh, Nervous? No. Um, You know we've I think with free agency, uh, there's. there's a level of, I think, patience and discipline that you have to have. Um, you know, you can you can get deals done um, as quick as you want to, depending on how high you want to go. You know, and I think there there's a there's a level of discipline that you have to have uh, about whether it's at a position or whether it's a, a specific player. Like how how much are you going to allocate? And and if you can if you keep going and going and going, you know, you can um, you can make. That's how bad decisions can be made. And so. No, uh, we weren't nervous. Um, I think we were strategic in what we did. Um, I think we had a plan to what we did, but at the same time, you have to be able to pivot, right? Because there are, you are in, in on certain players, and then you get to a certain point where, um, whether it's from a monetary standpoint, you you got to bail out, or that player decides to go somewhere else. You know, you have to be ready to pivot. Um, and I think that's the most important thing about free agency is. You have a plan, like we talked about at the beginning, but you also have to recognize that you're you're going to have to be fluid, and you're going to have to, you know, think on your toes to a degree and be flexible, and um, you know, change course, change your course of action if things don't pan out your way. So, 
No, we just kind of stay and steady. There's a lot of players available. There's still, I mean, look at the look at the market right now. There's still a lot of good players available um, in free agency. So I think I think patience is just a big part of it, and, and again, being fluid and flexible. And I think um, you know always have things to learn, always have things to improve at, you know. And I think, um, but I thought we did a good job with that. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.